0: an excitement for the Lord how many knows this country needs people on for Jesus and so you know we need this community needs people on fire for Jesus and we're growing we're believing God for great things our dream team room back in the back in the next couple weeks we're believing it's going to get halfway finished anyway we've got a, a crew coming in in the next thanks God a couple weeks that are going to be taking care of that and uh, so that is awesome and we're excited about that as well uh, but just to give you an, an idea, in October, two weeks in Octu- October, October <laughs> I'm so excited, I can't speak. So you know, that's exciting. We're going to do a series for two weeks. It's going to be called "At the Movies." I've never done it before. But we're going to do it every year, but we're going to start this October. So we're going to have free popcorn free movie candy come on somebody can say free come on i know you like that but you know and if don't don't i'm gonna get as much of the movie candy i don't know if i'll have your variety but we'll try you know, if we don't have your kind, you have to let me know and I'll let the person that gets all that stuff know, hey, we didn't get whatever. So, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be great because that is going to be a great time to invite somebody to church. Somebody that maybe wouldn't come. It's, everything's going to be on the screen. It's going to be huge. It's going to be nice. And we're going to build on it every year. We're just starting. It's our first one, uh, and we're going to get it started, and then we're, you know, we're going to probably do it once or twice every year as we build up, and so that is going to be so cool because we're going after the lost. Come on. We're going after people that need Jesus. We want to tell them about the best thing that's ever happened to us, and we're going to introduce them to the gospel and let God do all the rest. We're just going to say yes to Jesus. So that's exciting. We're excited about that. Is there something else I'm forgetting? I can't think of anything else in the future. I mean, I'm just so stoked. I'll tell you what is coming starting next week. I'm starting a three-week series. Here's the bumper of that series. You don't want to miss that. Maybe you know somebody that would still like to come and check it out. So... starts next week we're going to do three weeks of when the devil knocks and we're going to just face we're going to get the enemy we won't put him on the run for a change we're going to uncover some things and and i'm believing god's going to use that to help you let's say hi to our online crowd god bless you thanks for watching with us if you're here for the first time and you're saying, hey, uh, you know, just go right to the website, truelifemarion.com. You can live stream us. It's live right now, happening right now. You can get the whole kit and caboodle on TrueLifemarian.com. We do have a YouTube station and we are on Facebook, although Facebook likes to shut us down every week because I'm a little controversial. So uh, just go to True Life And If you're looking for an app, we just closed the app thing down. We were having some issues with that. Everything you need to do right now, just go to the website. You can give on the website. You can get all the messages. They're all free. It's all there. We're here to help you. It is going to be a great season. If you're looking for a church, you just found home right now. I mean, God is just doing great things. Now let's get into what we've been talking about. We've been talking about decl Well, before I do, I forgot your joke. Did you know that milk is the fastest liquid that man has? Because it's past your eyes before you even see it. All right, here's my last one. (laughs) That was a groaner, wasn't it? Char's like, oh, help me, Lord. Touch him till his eyes pop out. All right, here's, now, this guy's been on an island like Gilligan, only, you know, but for 10 years, nobody. And he's been stranded on this island. Finally, a ship sees a signal fire, comes to him, gets the guys on the boat, comes into the shore, and s- tells the guy, he Said, wow. And the guy says, oh, thank, thank the Lord you're here. And the guy said, man, how long have you been here? He said, 10 years. The guy said, well, hey, get your people. We'll get on the boat. We'll get back to the ship. The guy says, what do you mean, my people? He said, well, you got three, three buildings right here. And the guy says, I built those. He said, well, that's great. He said, see that one? captain says yeah he said that's where i live guy says man you are really resourceful that is awesome he said what about that one in the middle he goes that's my church he said really goes yep that's where i worship every week i go right there to that one that's where i worship he goes what about that third one he goes that's a church i used to go to (laughs) oh see Devin, look what you've been missing (laughs) So good to have you here in the house of the Lord. We've been talking about fear We've been talking about declaring war on it because the enemy tries to use fear and gets all of us Have you ever heard the saying who dares wins? We talked about that I'm just going to review a little bit of what we did last week and then get right into where we're where we're at as soon as I find it I had it set and guess what I messed with it. So then there we go. Here we go. Yeah, there we are We talked last week about standing up We're going to face the fear. We're going to stand in its face. We talked about standing out. We talked about having the information we need because we have God's spirit in us. And he can tell us what we need to know. He can tell us where the enemy's coming. He can tell us what to do. He can tell us what to use. And then lastly, we talked about standing against. And that's where we're going to start today. Standing against. We have a job to do. We have a part to play. And so we're going to review standing against real quick. We're going to attack the enemy in three ways. Joshua 1.8 says, Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, and you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. So one of the greatest warriors in the Bible is Joshua. And you know Joshua. He follows Moses. Moses is going to take the people into the promised land. He almost quite doesn't quite get there, but he's almost there. He gets them to the spot. Joshua is the one that takes them on over. And he takes the land because he is a warrior. He takes it uh, section by section, piece by piece. What was his instructions for success? We just looked at it in the book of Joshua. Three things. Don't stop being in the word. We have to think about it, meditate on it. We need to speak it. So meditate on it and then be obedient. Do whatever it says. That is the hard part. How many knows knowing and doing are two different things? Have you, how many have teenagers they know a lot. We hear that a lot. I know. I know. Well, when we were first, when our kids were still at home for a long time, we thought, I thought my name was Dad but and hers was Mom Can I. I'd tell them something, Dad, but Mom, can I? But now the word is, or the words, I know. Hey, you need to do this. I know. There's a whole nother world between I know and doing. We can know something. But what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? So, this is what I'm trying to say being obedient is a whole nother level. Joshua, just God's presence with Joshua, you can be born again, you can be saved, ask Jesus in your heart, make it to heaven, and still not live in victory here on earth. Because there's more to it than that. That's a good thing. Yes. Everybody in here gets to live forever. Woo! We just get to decide where we're going to go. I like the heaven part. I'm not real happy about the hell part. I kind of want to avoid that. So, knowing we all get to live forever, that's fine. But let's do our part. The Bible even has us pray. As it is in earth, as it is in heaven. So, why would God tell us to pray if we couldn't have victory here on earth? So there's something, in other words, just God's presence, just God in you is is amazing. And yes, you will go to heaven, but if you don't enable that presence to do what it's asking you to do, you don't put your hand to it, help me somebody, you don't do what God is telling you to do, you get nothing but the peace of God, but you're still in turmoil. Joshua needed to follow what God is saying. He needed to do exactly what the word says. I need to meditate on it. I need to speak it. I need to think about it. I need to make it part of my process. I need to put it in action. Now, I went to school. Anybody else in here ever know somebody that got everything handed to them? They're not bad people, but it's just like, really? And some people, it seemed like they always had it made, and you were the kid that was like, you all know some of my stories. I went to school before they had the igloo coolers. We, had, we literally were, when they said, oh, you're brown bagging it. How many went and knew what a brown bag was? Because that's what you took your lunch with. My lunch was a brown bag and would have grease spots in it. Because my mama did not care how she packed it or what was in it. I got bronze Swagger. Do you know what bronze Swagger is? They serve that in hell. You take that to school in a brown bag that you can't refrigerate. That smells like you stored something from the dog in your brown bag. You open that up at the table. I don't care if you're a jock, if you're a bookie, if you're a whatever. They're like, ooh. You're not going to eat that, are you? No. One time I got saltine crackers. I like saltine crackers. Sandwiched. Between mustard. Who eats that? My mom does. <laughs> I got all kinds of funny things. I got cow's tongue one day. I went to get my sandwich. I took a bite it, and I'm like, oh, this is a different texture. It had bumps all over it. I looked at it and I remember the kid beside me. His name was Bobby. He said, what is that? I said, I don't know. It looked like a piece of roast beef with acne. It was nasty. (laughs) That's what you need word pictures when you come to church. (laughs) God deliver me. I went home and on in our kitchen was the washer and dryer. And on top of one of them was a big tongue with part of it shaved out of it. And I was like, okay. But my mom took care of me. She was a good mom. It was just we, we have fun about that now. And God has a way of getting things back. You ever think that God sometimes just, you know, you know. i got to tell the story. It has nothing to do with my message, but it was so funny. My dad will remember this. My sister will remember this. My wife might remember I mean, we were, Tom would remember this maybe. Sandy might too. We were in Michigan. And my mom is notorious for doing something that you go, are you kidding me with? Somehow in her lifetime, she had thrown her fishing pole and had caught a seagull in flight. I don't know how. The bird hits the water. And mom's like reeling it in, you know. And so we're, t- we're telling mom, you know. We would be in, and this is true, anytime we'd be in the boat after that, we'd be sitting there talking, they would bomb her. Like, I I don't know if there's a seagull code, but we'd be talking and she would just get bombed with seagulls. Bam, 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 bam. We would be laughing and laughing. This particular day, we were all going out, we were leaving the cabin, we were all going out to probably Mackinac Island or the city or something or whatever to do some sightseeing or whatever. We walk, you know, we're waiting, you know, guys, we always wait on the girls. We can get ready in like five minutes, you know. We just like, okay, I'm good. You know, girls, they got to do all that, and, and I'm, we're thankful for it. Come on, this is a good time for you to say amen, men. So we're thankful for it. We walk out, we're ready to go. Dad pulls the car up and says, well, we're all ready to go. Get in, Jeannie. And she no sooner took a step, and some seagull flew over her head, and bam, bam, bam. Bam. All down her head, running down her face, her hair smeared over. I was on the ground laughing. I could not get up. That's nothing to do with anything. But look fear in the face, mom. Just look fear in the face. We laughed and laughed about that, sat around the camp. They make songs about that kind of stuff. Anyway, back to the message. Let me pull you back in. There's something you have to do. You have to be part of what God's plan is. You have to be invested. There's, you know, that's connection. I'm going to teach connection after church today. I'm going to tell you uh, about the church. I'm going to tell you why we exist and what God has called us to do. It lasts about an hour. We give you snacks. If you got kids, we'll take care of them. No cost to you. Just a little time. You don't have to do anything. Nothing is required. Doesn't mean you signed up for anything. Nothing like that. But it's just an amazing thing. Joshua had to do what God said he had to speak the word he had to meditate on it think about what the lord had told him he had to put it into action and then he would win and prosper and have good success how many believe the word is true everything the word tells you is true there's nothing in it that's wrong so we have to line ourselves up with the word fear will disappear if we do what god says it will be gone you won't smell it you won't see it you can't taste it it'll just be gone But it's going to take some action on your part and my part. we got to do what the the word says. Keeping our minds stayed on him. Keeping our minds stayed on his word. And keeping our minds stayed on his love. How many knows the Bible says God is what? He is love. And it says that perfect love casts out all what? Fear. Is that not what we're talking about? So then if we can love the way God wants us to love, fear cannot stay. We focus on the promise, not the problem. We speak the world we live in. We speak around us. If you don't like what you see around you, if you're constantly in turmoil, you might want to watch what you're saying. Because you are speaking life or death in your situation. And I get it. We're all human. I get caught in that in the past, and I've had to, mm, had to help myself. I'll say something. You might be been around me. I'm like, okay, I break that. Because it was not right to say. Or I have a word police woman. She's an amazing. She will say, no, you don't want to say that. And I will, then we'll break it. Because we generate life. Are we not in the image of God? Yes or no? When God brought everything into existence, what did he do? How did he do it? He spoke it. Why do you think the enemy hates you so bad? Because you are in his image. We have the presence of God in us. You have the power to speak the living word. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says this. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I'll never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? You see, God has to be your source. Not money or people. Money's a tool. Money's great. I get it. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. We get that, but we need God's love. You cannot get God's love on Fox News, CNN. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't be in the know. I'm not saying you shouldn't know what's going on. I'm just saying you need to put priority on what God says. Because there's stuff going on out there. There's economic chaos and This and that. You have all chances, all kinds of time to witness to people at the gas pump. I get to talk to a lot of people at the gas pump. Because if you look at them and you make eye contact, you know that that awkward time in four or five seconds. And and then somebody's going to say something or they'll look away. If they don't want to talk to you, they'll look at you, smile, and then they'll nod and look away. But if they want to talk to you, they'll wait. And if you don't say something, they'll say something. Usually about the price of gas. Let them say whatever they want. Because I'm already saying, Lord, tell me what I need to say so that I can come back with something. Not to say tit for tat, not to go na 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 boo boo not to make them feel bad, not to condemn them, not to do anything. Because I certainly don't have all the answers, but the one that I serve does. So I can say something like that would be a loving response to them. Boy, yeah, man, it, it, it's crazy out here. I just thank God that he takes care of me. Now, they're, they're either going to like that or not. They'll either go, yeah. See ya. Or they may say something else. May lead into another conver- conversation. I may say, okay, where do you go to church? And the next thing you know, I'm giving them a card. Because why? Because God is love. I want them to And if they, if they go to another church, let them go to another church. I, I just want them to know about God. we got to get our mind off what the world says and on what the word says. Take, take the plan of success that God gave Joshua and said okay god can i put that in my battle strategy because you can't the word says it'll never go void my words might not you know if i don't declare what god says they might go out and just fall down or i create the world that's not a god world here's our fourth thought this morning so we've already did the three we just reviewed that did the three we got four and five and we're done so now we're instead of, after standing against, we're going to stand still. Turn to your neighbor and say. <laughs> Keep your spiritual composure. Keep your composure. 2 Chronicles 20, 17 says you'll not even need to fight. Take your position. Take your position. Take Your position, then stand still, watch the Lord's victory. He's with you. Oh, people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow. The Lord is with you. Ephesians 6, 13 talks about putting on the armor of God and then says, after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Another version says, having done all, stand. It's no secret that the enemy comes and uses semi-automatic weapons or whatever. I mean, things that shoot real fast. If you're not sure what I'm talking about. Against the people of God. In other words, like, one thing after another. Just bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean. You, you, maybe you've had a week like that or a month like that. Someone like, dear Lord, I've had a year like that. You know, whatever. Or a day like that. And you just, but you've got to keep on course. You've got to stay focused. Some people say when it rains, it pours. They'll use that phrase. The enemy has a plan. He has a plan, and it is to wear you and I down. The people, the men, the women, the children of God. He wants your kids. He wants your life. He wants you to be wore down so that you've had enough, and you'll quit. That's what he wants. If you want to win the war on fear, you got to get in fear's face. You got to start standing up, standing out, standing against, and now you got to stand still. You got to listen. You got to hear what the Lord is telling you. You got to keep your composure, your spiritual composure. Let me give you an example. Now, I use my kids a lot because I don't know your kids like I know mine. Mal was, when she cut her foot, how old was she? Five? Seven. Okay she had a porcelain doll probably grandma bowling probably got it for and it was in her bedroom and it got knocked off her dresser and fell on the floor and broke and she went to pick it up and stepped on a big piece of it and cut her foot and you know she's seven she cut her foot it starts bleeding she ain't liking that mama ain't liking that and so i get you know from from pastor kim i get brett brett and you know the voice is elevated and mal i can hear her crying and it's just not you you know when your kids are really hurt or when they're not hurt there's different moms there's difference in their cries isn't there they're just like eh. <laughs> or if they're Wah! you're like okay something's wrong so mal was kind of doing that and i picked her up her foot was all bloody and blood was you know and i i we i took her in the bathroom and i turned on the water of the tub and I set her in the tub and she is oh daddy 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 you know like that and she's just all and I'm rinsing her foot off because I want to see what it looks like okay I want to see what I'm looking at I want to put fear out of the room and I need to look fear in the face and I look at it and I turn to Kim and she's like how is it and I said to her whispered She's going to need stitches. And, and Mal looks at me and she's looking at me. And, you know, she's got those big, beautiful brown eyes. Now, if you're new here today, Mal was the worship leader. Okay. Uh, she's just looking at me. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And she's screaming and crying. And I said, Mallory, Mallory, look at me. Look at me. And she looked. I said, look at my eyes. Look at Daddy's eyes. She looked at my eyes. I said, listen to my voice. And she listened to my voice. I said, listen to how I'm talking to you. Yes. I said it's going to be okay. She goes, "Really?" I said, "Yes, it's going to be all right. Well, you listen to me. Now I'm going to wrap this up and we're going to just take you to the doctor, but it is nothing for you to worry about. Nothing we can't take care of. It's going to be fine." And her level went from here down to here. Now that I mean she's obviously she's still hurt and she's still a little scared, but because Listen to what I'm trying to tell you because I Stood still in my spiritual composure She she grabbed off of that Listen to me parents. Listen to me dad. Listen to me mom You stand for what god has told you to stand for And you do it in such a way that you are not wavering when the enemy comes in Does the bible not raise up a standard? And you you let god be god. I don't have to be god. I'm just god's agent I'm like tom cruise <laughs> That's why my life loves me so much. No, that's not <laughs> She's not i'm just being ornery, but what i'm saying is i i'm i'm on assignment for him for god you be and keep your spiritual composer See, Paul's saying that when he told us to put on the armor. You don't have to get all panicky. Just put on the armor. Do you know none of the armor is anything for your back? Because you're not supposed to retreat. You look at it. It's all front stuff. You don't have to turn around and run. He's not going to shoot you. He did not have the guts to do that. Standing isn't doing anything. It's like, okay, let me say it. Let me say it this way. Standing is not doing nothing. When you stand in God, you're doing something. It may look like you're not doing anything, but you're doing something. You're standing. It's not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. I'm standing because he put me here. I'm standing because he orders my steps. I'm standing because he is my provider. I'm standing because he is Jehovah Yireh. I'm standing because I'm more than a conqueror. I'm standing because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm standing because God is helping me. It is an intentional decision to stand firm in the faith without fainting or giving up. Remember the scripture I just read, take your position, then stand. Take your position. You know what we have a problem in the world today? People are out of place. They're not in the right spot. Sometimes our position isn't every time that just makes us feel good and gives us goosebumps. You need to be somewhere that God has put you. And I'm telling you, every place he's put me hasn't been ooey-gooey, bumpy pimple thing. Like, oh, that's just warm fuzzies. No. Sometimes he put me there because I'm growing. He's teaching me. Somebody needs to stand there. You know, we took our first church that he told me to take, and I said, God, I don't want to be here. Have you ever told God stuff like that? You're going to be the pastor of the church. I don't want to be here. That's always a good start. And this is what I said to him. I said, they knew we were coming. And nobody even was at the door to greet anybody. We didn't know where to take the kids or put the kids. We didn't do anything. God, this is lame. You know what he said? That's why you're here. Don't you ever want to tell God, hey, watch your mouth. He said that's why i sent you there you're going to teach him okay everything you have to understand god if you're telling me to stand you might say but i want to do so much and he's saying be still be still i got this and you just rest in the fact that he tells you keep your composure You cannot afford to fall apart like a $2 suitcase every time something comes up. Every time there's a challenge, and there's going to be a challenge. You win the war on fear when you stand and keep your composure and you say, God, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. How many fiery darts the devils launched? Doesn't matter. God's bigger. Don't give up. You are about to win. Here's our last one today. Stand in victory. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't give up the ship. Galatians 6, 9 says, let's not get tired of doing what's good. At the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Now, the Navy SEAL, you've heard of Navy SEALs. Those are the, you know, the guys that they're on special forces. They, they go into places nobody else can go in. When they're training those and they're on deck, the wannabe SEALs, they're in training. They're on the middle of the deck as a bell. And at any time during training, the Navy SEAL guy, if you you don't like it, you feel like I can't make it, or they're too rough on me, or whatever, you can go ring the bell. You can go say, I quit. And you won't be a Navy SEAL, but they'll stop harassing you. (laughs) Have you ever had times in life where you had to do something that you wanted to stop at, but you knew you were supposed to do it? And it would have been so easy to tap out. When I was a kid, I played football. I was good at football. I was good at karate. I was good at football. I had, I don't know, I just loved football. I slept with the football. Some kids slept with the teddy bear. I slept with the football. My mama would, she'd peel my helmet off at night sometimes. I was a kid. But I remember the coach, the first year they had midget football here in Marion, we were the Dolphins. Your team. Uh, and uh, we were champions that year. That coach pushed me harder than I ever thought I could ever be pushed. He made us run if you just looked or blinked at him wrong. I don't like that. Take a lap. Gleeson blinked at me wrong. You know, if you walked back to the huddle, take a lap, and it would always be a quarter mile. Take a lap. This one's on Gleeson. He walked back to the huddle. All the way around, the, the people are like, come on. You know, so you get the peer pressure from the people. I remember running. We ran, you know, not just because of me, everybody else, so much that I was hyperventilating. You ever push yourself where you're, <laughs> that's what happened. And it was kind of freaking me out. And I went up to the coach, and I said, Coach, John can't run anymore. You know what he said? There's your bike. Go get on your bike and go home. I don't need you. But, Coach, I can't Then go home. I don't need (gasps) you. I'll run. (laughs) And I ran. And I didn't think I could, but I finished the practice. And I made sure that I ran everywhere. He told me to run. I did whatever. And we were the champions that year. What am I telling you? I'm telling you to stand in victory. You're going to have to believe God in every area. You're going to have to stand when he says stand. You're going to have to keep your composure when he says, oh, I want to say that. Anybody ever have something? late, wait a while. Let me get my mouth on that. And he says just meditate on the word. Do what it says. My sister likes and watches the show alone. You ever watch that? I, so I watched some of that. That's some hardcore stuff. They put these men out in the boondocks. Ten men remain. Day one, nine men remain. (laughs) Day four, six men remain. I'm on day five of season one, five men remain. I mean, they talk big in the beginning. I'm going to be the first. Oh, nobody will ever outlast me. I'm going to do whatever, you know. And then, like, all of a sudden, they get humbled down real quick. And I thought, Lord. That's kind of like your creation. We talk a lot. We can't really do anything good without you. But anytime, time, at any time, these contestants can tap out. They can ring the bell. They can quit. You see, fear is designed by the enemy to weaken you. Ultimately get you to retreat, to be afraid, to back up to rethink your resolve, to get scared so that you don't operate in the things of God. That's what he's trying to do. He wants you to be so far in fear that you just finally ring the bell. Give up, I'm done. Here's the most important strategy of all. Listen to me. If Pastor Kim was standing right up here with me, we would be saying this in stereo to you because we're kind of like your cheerleaders. Listen, don't you ever... Don't you ever, God's got you on assignment, don't you ever tap out. Don't you ever quit. Don't you ever ring the bell. When you quit, this is what happens. You give up your rights. When you quit, you let the devil win. When you quit, you lose the bold as a lion. We just sang about it. You lose that edge. You lose that promise. When you quit, you lose territory that you've already gained. You've worked hard to get it. Don't quit. Maybe you've had a time where you have just like, I've just let my guard down. Then put it back up. Tell the enemy, there's a new sheriff in town. I just got regenerated here. I mean, God has touched my spirit. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. You cannot quit. Your children are counting on you. Don't you dare quit. Don't you give up on God, what he's put in your heart. Because he's helped get you where you are. He's going to get you the rest of the way. You cannot quit. Jesus paid a high price for you to win. Don't ever ring the bell. Don't give up the ship. Stand up, stand out, stand against, stand still, and stand in victory. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Fear doesn't go away unless you make it go away. Fear doesn't go away unless you make it go away. We are in a season now where fear is fostered. If you ask my grandson, he'll tell you, Halloween, yucky. i nasty. I no yucky. But fear is fostered. Go to the scariest place and see and all that. Get them to scare you. And Oh, yeah. I want you to be cautious. I want you to keep your spiritual sanity. Don't open doors that don't need to be open. Are you listening? Don't let your kids watch things that bring fear and horror and terror in their life. Don't do that. Although that seems, well, but Pastor, everybody around us is doing it. Maybe that's why you're supposed to be there showing them there's a better way. Ask God, what's an antidote? What can I do? What can I do instead? Some people, people will come to the door. It's a created holiday. They'll come to the door and people will give them tracts or they'll give them something about God or something like that. I'm not opposed to that or against that. They're coming to your door anyway. That's up to you. Ask God what you want to do. You know what We did. On Halloween night, we started years ago, we celebrated Christmas. We started putting up our tree. And the kids were all focused on that. So that's what we did on every end of October. Because as my grandson again would say, Good, that yucky." because there's always, you know, I can't, I can't make everybody behave my way. But I have a certain zone that I'm in charge of. Are you with me? I got a certain perimeter that God has put me as the priest of. And that's the one I'm going to be. And so then I'm going to run things like Joshua. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to speak it. And I'm going to do everything it says. And when I do that, my children are blessed. They come in. They feel secure. They feel protected. I feel I've protected the perimeter. Are you with me today? Now if I've offended you, I have not meant to. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you my opinion. You can do with it what you want. But I'm going to take most of that I can do as best as I can give you from the Bible. I would not foster a spirit of the enemy around my children or my house. Because it won't bring anything but bad see how quiet it is Ooh, scary it's eleven thirty-nine. 39 w- i want you to listen uh, i pastored a church on the east side of columbus and we did a thing called hell night they did it for years before i got there they wanted to continue it <laughs> and i changed some things made some people mad but you know me i don't care um because they had the grim reaper guy whatever the guy with the big sickle he would be like follow me and he's going to take them through it was hell night or hell walk hell walk he's going to take them through hell walk okay, I had a problem with that i would not teach my people to follow anybody that is like that that what am i telling my pe- i'm not doing that so I, t- I changed it i made it an angel had people get upset about that okay be upset New sheriff in town. So they got upset. That's fine. We still did the thing. But I had them with than I don't want, I want them to understand God is my protector. God is, and basically what Hell Walk was is it went to, I was in it. It went to different stations of, it would have been my life. They, they made me the guy that uh, ended up taking all of these things that he had to, different stations. You saw what his life was until he ended up making whatever decision he made, heaven or hell. And that was his hell walk. So I had angels that helped and did all that. And uh, it brought the church together because we made some changes. And it brought their belief system a little bit different because they were like, oh, okay, I never thought of it like that before. Brett, why you tell me? I'm telling you because we did it as an outreach and we saw people get saved. We had people get saved. I didn't see the church grow substantially from that ministry, from that. They did it every year. It was more just something. But we did, as people, together as a family, we grew. The church grew, and that was important. I mean, the, the members, together, they bonded together. And we started looking in the same direction. My, my challenge to you this morning, in this season... This is the season that the enemy would want to be the season of fear. Of course, any season with him is that season. But it is more public now. Put the hammer down on it. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to stand against. I'm going to stand still. And I'm going to stand in victory. Give your neighbor a high five. Heavenly Father, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here this morning, and that is your call, that is your quest, you have said, Lord, come into my heart. Maybe you've asked Him a hundred times, maybe you've never asked Him, but today you want to do that. And you that are online, you can do it as well. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. I want to pray with you today. Anybody at all? Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Yes. Anyone else? This is your time today. I won't embarrass you, I promise. You online, you can raise your hand right where you are now. Everybody just say this prayer. There's no magic in just, oh, I said the prayer. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and do not doubt. This is almost just like with Joshua, it is the same principle. You have to believe this, that when you say this, because remember we talk about words creating our world, that this is the world you want. I want to walk with Jesus now. That's what you're creating. You're getting that in motion today. Now, I can tell you right now, the enemy's not going to like it. And he's probably, those that were about to say this prayer, he's going to tell you, nothing happened. You see, you feel the same. You're, this is still, can I say this to you? If nothing happened, he wouldn't be telling you nothing happened. Because obviously something happened and he doesn't like it. Say this with me Dear Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and my Savior. Today, I know what I'm doing. I am accepting you. Run my life. Be in my heart. I yield everything to you. Thank you for saving me. Forgive me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Come on, somebody. Give God a shout. (laughs) Stand to your feet real quick. Now out in the foyer, out there by the guest center or the welcome kiosk or however you want to call it, the welcome center, there's a little booklet there if you just gave your heart to the Lord. It's, it starts, I believe it's a, in John, once you get started. It's going to help. It's Here before you worry, it's free. Everything we do here, if we can, it's free. So you go get that and that'll help you to like, where do I start, what do I do? If you go to the guest kiosk, they're going to give you that book. There is also a CD there, it's free. Uh, It's just a message on what to do once I get started we want to help you get your free t-shirt get back here Start into connection just get in uh, jump in either you can jump in today You can jump in next week you can jump whenever just get in here It just goes over and over every month and, uh, and we'll get you started We'll get you plugged in you're gonna have a new family people that'll pray for you believe with you It's gonna be a great time. I mean, I'm not saying you're not gonna have challenges. We all have challenges But thank God we have Jesus and he is more than enough. Amen amen alright give God one more shout hallelujah we're going we're to worship the Lord in our giving and so the ushers are going to come and serve you you can uh, uh, you can text to give 84321 I think that's the number um, and or you can you know go online truelifemarion.com you can click and it's real easy there or you can send it 374 North Main uh, just I'm not trying to I just want you to give what the Lord's telling you I want you to be obedient I teach on tithing I believe in that But I want you to, it's a heart thing, isn't it? we got to get our hearts right. Just believe the Lord and see great things happen. All right, let's pray over that. Remember, we've taught it changes kingdoms here. And I don't know about you, but I like blessing on the stuff I'm giving. I know that it's going to help God's people. So, Father, in Jesus' name, these monies that we give today, it changes kingdoms. I willingly put it into the kingdom of God, and it changes dominion into God's kingdom from the earth system. Father, you have now legal jurisdiction. You have legal rights to take that money and make it multiply to, to meet the needs. We give you the praise for it. In the name of Jesus, all God's people say, Amen. 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 Good morning. Um, I don't know if my mic's on I'm with that. <laughs> let me see if it, let me, I can. There you go. There it's on now.
1: This is the uh, portion of our service. We're going to have our baptism. So our baptism candidate, one of my good friends. You can get ready, Diane, and, and Pastor will head over to the, the water tank, and um, we can meet you over there. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to draw all eyes on and you. Diane's right. like, thank I you. Right, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're just so excited. Baptism is, and this is going in and out, right? Right. It's kind of. Sorry. You just guys.
0: Pre- pretend it's not going in and out. Baptism is just after you
1: give your heart to the Lord. Yeah, have one that works, hopefully. Yeah, this is better. When you give your heart to the Lord and you serve him, um, then one of your next steps is baptism. Jesus was baptized, so we follow him in that. And basically, it's just... Um, an outward sign of an inward change basically your old life going down in the water sort of a resurrection when you come back up so we're so excited Um, and I'm gonna this is our good friend Diane I've known Diane for ooh since I was 12 and I'm not gonna tell you how old I am for for 12
0: years you've known Diane since
1: I was oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks honey Anyway, <laughs> I'm just so honored, Diane, that you're in our life again. We grew up, and she was one of, I want to uh, kind of tell you the importance of being planted in a church. The ladies in our church, you know, I would watch them when I was, you know, watch my mom, my grandma, the, the pastor's wife, and Diane was one of the ladies of the church. She was always just, I mean, she's beautiful. She's been beautiful, beautiful, just very um. She loved the Lord and just carried herself well, and I wanted to be like her because she was amazing, and she was classy, and I just am thankful for the example that, and I know I'm going to cry. No, I'm not. (laughs) For the example, it's so important to have church family, and the Bible says, and I love this, and I have this necklace that says it. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. So I'm just so thankful for the house of the Lord that we can come together and encourage one another. And then we can go out into the world and tell others about Jesus and his goodness. So Diane, if you're ready, you can come on up here and Miss Kim Millgate will help you into the water. And, yeah, we're just so excited. So we want to open this up. If there's anybody else, just spur the moment, you're like, you know what? I want to get baptized. You can do that. We have towels. We don't have changes of clothes for you, but we have towels. And we have a shirt like Diane's wearing that we can give you. But this is awesome. Following the Lord, there's nothing like it. The most important decision you'll ever make in your life is following Jesus because that. Determines well, you get to spend the rest of your life with them. And he is the one that's never failed that us. That's who I want to spend the rest of my life with. So if we're